Top five. Get another top five list. Top five songs to make love to. Top five side ones. Track one. Top five songs about death. I was gonna ask you for your top five records to play on a Monday morning and all that. Hello and welcome to Gage's Top Five, a sometimes weekly show where myself, Gage Siever, and two to four friends gather five of our favorite things, whether it be movies, songs, books, video games, ex-girlfriends, burritos, or pretty much anything, and discuss them in no particular order. Uh, you can listen and subscribe subscribe to Gage's Top 5 on SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever else podcasts are hosted. Um, also, it's still to come, but check out our YouTube page for video segments uh, down the road. Right now, it'll probably just be clips from the show, um, and eventually full streams will come in the future. Um, at the top of the show, I'd like to introduce the people I'm here with. Today, it's just me and one other, uh, your co-host, uh, the mighty Quinn Miller. What's up, dude? Hey, man. How's it going? It's going good. Quinn, where are you at right now in the world? Humboldt County, California. There you go. And me, myself, I'm here in Brooklyn, New York City. Um, and our topic today is, well, let me preface this a little bit. So uh, Quinn and I here at Fly Casual have been kind of looking uh, back in time a little bit to 10 years ago. I wrote that article uh, about, which was my Justice Cross rest Retrospective. Check that out at fcpubs.com. Um, but kind of just looking back at 2007 and realizing like just what 10 years has kind of done to our media, our social media, our uh, music, all those types of things. And we kind of started looking at a bunch of those different things and kind of like getting a little nostalgic for it, having some fun looking at them. So today we're going to do the... the our top five albums of 2007 um, and kind of like, I don't know, I want to talk a little about like how they set the stage for things, like what their relevancy 10 years later is and like, I don't know, we can talk about a couple of those things. Uh, All right, so Quinn, uh, start us off. What's your first one? Uh, first one I have would be uh, American Gangster by Jay-Z. Uh, it was just one of those deals where, like, there were probably maybe two, three years of my life where I actually listened to a significant amount of hip-hop. Totally. But the fact that there was, like, a a Jay-Z Nas collaboration track on that album, for me, yeah. I was, like, just one of those nerdy people that feels the need to have every single artist I respect like one another and respect one another. I was like, well, you know, that's pretty great. Love that song. So was no, that song's called a success? Was that and it's just uh, real quick. Let me let me because you've heard the Nas song, that's like the beef song with Jay Z, right? Was that all there's the like significant amount of of beef like that probably crossed like maybe two albums for each of them. Okay, but this is post that is what you're saying. It's post that. That's awesome. I didn't know that ever happened. That's and there was there was a resolution. Cool. Whether or not it was for real, they probably both made shit tons of money on it. So here's the thing that I uh, just real quick in like interstitial uh, soapbox that I got here for a second. So I just feel like the whole lemonade thing of recent, right, with mm -hmm. Beyonce, right, is so like set up in a way for them to just like you know manipulate their pop culture iconicism to like to like essentially just make a hell of money. And like she made a great album. I'm not gonna say that. 
like it's a cool motivation but i just don't think it was like really the end of their relationship type of thing you know what i mean like no no yeah i mean jay-z produced the album yeah like his his record label is the one that puts it out (laughs) you know what i mean like so Uh, yeah anyways they they knew it was that but at the same time if people can relate to it then i guess so what if it's a lie Totally, and yeah, yeah. I like, love that fucking album, dude. I think Lemonade's great. Oh, no, I'm like a no. Full I'm not a full-fledged believer in Lemonade. 100% not taking away from the creative epicness that is that album, and that it's much more interesting in a lot of ways than most of the pop music that comes out of, like, those truly elite pop artists. You know what I mean? Like, True. Yeah, like, no, I, I'm not saying there's not substance. I'm just saying that, like, whether she used it as a creative tool to, like, get through it or whatever i'm not gonna judge it whatever but i just know that like you know jay-z and her both knew exactly what was going on <laughs> you know what oh, i mean uh, yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely cool uh okay so like tell me more about this album I, let me i'm looking at the track list right now we got prey on there okay so like a lot of it's it's got a lot of skits which was kind of in vogue at this point in hip-hop but i also kind of think it was more in vogue kind of earlier than that yeah i was gonna say isn't 2000 like yeah but it's definitely a concept album like you can when you listen to it you're like oh like all the skits tie it together like a lot of preludes and shit like that you know well produced as you know all jay-z albums are yeah totally um uh quick question just because I'm mm-hmm. not super familiar. Like, I've definitely heard a lot of these songs, but I don't know that I ever owned this album. Um, uh, is this in at all associated with the movie American Gangster? No. Okay. okay. Cool. I mean, it, not in my mind, at least. <laughs> no, 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 totally. No, I mean, this isn't the soundtrack or anything. Like, I knew that, but I just mean, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 cool. Yeah. Both, so... Dan, both Danzel and Jay-Z being thugs for sure like not thugs, <laughs> not thugs like hoodlums but like ballers like obviously um <laughs> tight um if you had to say one i'm this isn't the top five songs or anything but what would be like your your quintessential song just if people are like gonna go listen to this afterwards what's the quintessential like song from this album they gotta listen to as i said before i mean track 12 success jay-z featuring nos uh, produced by No ID. Interesting. Um, great song, and as I said before, just if you're one of those nerds like me who just wants everyone you like to get along all the time, then having a Jay Z Nas makeup track is totally great to know it's out there. It's cool that there was conflict and then resolution. I, that's that's rap. I'm down. They. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. I'm into it. Okay, cool. Right. Well, I mean, what you got for me? I th- yeah, I think it's a good time to move on because I feel like if we spend too too much time on all of these, we'll be deep in the weeds. Um, <laughs> okay, let's see. I I kind of I'm gonna think about this just a, a little bit here. Okay, so first off, I'm gonna give out a couple of shout outs that aren't gonna make my list. You feel me? Um, oh, I feel you. Uh, just to just to get them out there, and then we'll move on. Um, so one of those is For Emma Forever Ago by Bon Iver. I knew you were going to say that. You knew I was going to say that. That's just a, again, it's not on my top five. It's just a shout out. Like, I can't, can't recognize. No, dude, I recall, I recall the, uh, didn't, wasn't that directly between 
Justice and Radiohead on that Outside Lands we went to. It certainly was. We came off yeah. of, we came off of a party of a Justice show. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was fucking epic. Um, yeah, and then we just had to pretty much ride the mushrooms all the way through Bony Bear until <laughs> yeah, Radiohead I was, started. I was, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, we're just gonna fully say on air that we were on mushrooms. Yeah, that was fantastic. Um, but yeah, we kind of just had to get through Bony Bear. But I will say, like. Although it was a little emotionally heavy, <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was a good show. I felt like it was really creative. Whatever. No, um, yeah, no, I, no hating. Honestly, yeah. I gotta no say, Bony Bear for me has been a very girl-related album uh, as far as in relation to relationships. You know, whatever. Uh, okay, I'm gonna move on from that. That's too much about Bony Bear. But yeah, yes, <laughs> I do remember experiencing Bony Bear pre-Radiohead with you. Um, okay, my first album is called The Good, The Bad, and The Queen by the band The Good, The Bad, and The Queen. Now, I'm sure to you at initial first glance, that probably sounds foreign, but that's Damon Damon Albarns from the Gorillaz' uh, other band. Um, Besides Blur, he does a lot of stuff, obviously, I guess. Um, They put out that self-titled album. It's their only album um, that year. And it's really good. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It's it, like it only had like one song that was like pseudo popular, and it's weird is because this is in between Gorillaz albums, um, but it didn't really get a lot of light shine on it, from what I can tell. Um, I don't know, and it wasn't a solo album. He like formed another band to do it, but it was just a one off. So that's kind of is this like is this like one of those albums? You, would you say? Because when I, it's funny when I was going through my top five, I was like understanding that there was kind of a difference like some of my albums i loved in 2007 and some are other albums that i love now that totally were released in 2007 Mm, would you say for you that's something like did you know what was up with that when it was going when it was coming out or were you like no 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 i i admit i don't even think i listened to this in 2007 i probably didn't get a hold of this in my ears until 2010 when i was a little more of a gorillas fan like by Mm -hmm. the time Mm -hmm. by the time like i had really gotten into demon days and i was i guess like by 2009 2010 is about when i started realizing there were more gorilla songs that were awesome than just like the two or three on the radio yeah ones with dell and de la soul in them yeah 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 Yeah, exactly yeah um Totally, yeah. I mean, Gorillaz kind of became one of my, one of the bands that I think like of the modern era of the music that I've gotten to experience. Not that I've seen the Gorillaz live, although I fucking wish I have. I um, have. I know you have, you bastard. Um, oh, they, oh, it was mind blowing. I'm sure. It was. It was, a, it was a spectacle to behold. Sure. Um, anyway, so once I just kind of realized like the phenomenon that they were, like I kind of just like I personally think they're one of the most like, just in like like historically awesome bands of our of our time of our generation you know what i mean they're definitely they're definitely very original yeah like you know like obviously i can't compare to them to the beatles because i can't they're not even close to the same thing in any way but like i feel like they are truly a different type of music than and a different experiment on like how you can make music than than we've had since a band like who started rock and roll or something, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. who took mm-hmm. rock and roll from being like R and B, like rhythm and blues, like in the true ascent to being like something else. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying that the Beatles are necessarily the ones who get credit for pioneering that. I'm just saying like, you know, yeah, I mean, you a know, very me, obvious yeah. shift, you know? 
That's all. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, Cataclysmic event. Yeah. So, so I don't know this this album in particular. Like, I would call it a Gorillaz album that focused on being a little bit more traditionally just um, guitars, drums, bass. What's it called? It's called the Good and the Bad, the Good, the Bad, and the Queen. It's just a self-titled album. Mm -hmm. Uh, He sings on it. I should probably bring up some more information about it, but ultimately, like he formed another band for it. I'm not sure if any of those people are in Gorillaz or you know record for Gorillaz. They very well might be, but this like definitely feels different than Gorillaz, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And it also doesn't feel like Blur. It's not punky like Blur. You know what I mean? yeah, it's interesting. You should definitely give it a listen. A song of the album for me is called Herculean. Um, like, as if one who is Hercules, you know, like Herculean. I gotcha. Um, <laughs> super good. Like, kind of melancholy. It reminds me a lot of the song. Like, I almost wonder if it kind of formed the song um, Manana on Demon Days by Gorillaz. Um, super good. Anyways, I recommend that one for sure for people. Also, we are going to have just a quick note for the listeners. Like we are going to have track lists of all of these with the posting on, on fcpubs.com where the podcast will be posted there. So um, if you guys, you guys don't have to be writing these down as we go or anything like that. We'll have, we'll have track listings. We'll have info about the album. It'll be cool. Uh, Sweet. Sweet. So that's kind of all I got to say on that. It's a, it was just like a kind of weird thing. And my friend, uh, Austin Jacobson, who I used to be on our house records with, uh, he, he was really into them. So he kind of, or into that album. So he kind of the one who introduced it to me. So, all right. Yeah. Next shout up. For, out. Next up for you. And yeah, all if right. you want to do any shout outs, you're welcome to hit them real quick too. No, I'm good. <laughs> Word. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> So when you were talking earlier about your uh, your Boney Bear shout-outs, I was looking up the uh, Fergie album <laughs> from 2007. <laughs> Dude, um, what? well, I guess it? technically Fergalicious and London Bridge, which are tracks one and two of the album, sure. were technically released as singles mm. in 06. Sure. So that might take away a little bit from it, but... The next two tracks are Fergalicious featuring Will I Am and Glamorous featuring Ludacris. Oh so, yeah. You know. Oh yeah, no. I'm, oh, and and the second to last track is M I L F Money Sign Milfs. So I've never heard that song. I haven't either, but that's fantastic. We should. Yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna li- I'm gonna listen to it after this for sure. Um, yeah, and Big Girls Don't Cry, the eponymous track, of course. Oh man, I, I will definitely give it to you that Fergie is a is a phenomenon in and of herself. I uh, sure is. The Black Eyed Peas are so weird, man. They're so weird. Yeah. Um, Never really wanted to know much about them because I figured it would just be. <laughs> and now they're like weird robots, and Will I Am or whatever is just like, <laughs> like <laughs> they just like some weird electro DJ. I don't know. They're they're all they're all over the place. They've got like that one like kind of white looking guy with really long samurai hair remind me of like i don't know some nerdy like 90s hip-hop dancer or something you know like i don't don't know they're just a weird band didn't he host like mtv spring break at one point 
Yeah, for, they're so definitely him. the type of people who are like, these are not recognizable enough people to like have them do anything super serious, but they can definitely <laughs> like <laughs> host a kind of random MTV thing. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. They can be a VJ. <laughs> um, cool. So is that is Fergie's out? Al- Fergie's albums you're gonna be on there then? No, yeah, that's like my, that would I would call that my honorable mention. Okay, I like I like. Or that. wait, how would I do this? Can I just tie it with Kid Rock, Rock and Roll Jesus? Sure. Yeah. Because I don't want to have two albums on my top five that are overly serious, but at the same time, hey man, uh, all summer long. Pretty much directly just stole Skinner and made it a great song. <laughs> totally. Can't, can't really, uh, can't hate. But yeah, I don't want to, I couldn't, there's no room for both of those on my top five. So. Cool. So we'll call Fergie oh, the, just, we'll uh, call Fergie the bow that wraps the Kid Rock present. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, we should, I'm going to start, I'm going to start campaigning for a, for a Fergie Kid Rock that's a great, combo. That's tour. a great combo. You know what we should do sometime? We should do a podcast top five. I'm just recording this now so that we remember it later. We should do a podcast top five of people that should collaborate that have not yet collaborated. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I would love to do that. We can get real creative with that one, I think. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure I've already said my top five before. I just have to make sure I'm not forgetting any of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's that's some, important. there's some, like, some of them are just, like, perfect play on words between the two, like, Oh, there's definitely names. that. Or you can, like, make a sentence out of their two <laughs> band names or something like exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I wish I was witty enough to think of one on the spot right yeah, I know. I don't think it's going to come to mind. <laughs> but maybe like halfway through this episode, if you're here, yeah, we no, randomly it, blurt out a band name. Might happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyways. Okay, deal. Remember, putting that one in the book, even though there's no book, but that's fine. Well, I have a pencil and a piece of paper. I have two computers with perfectly good keyboards. Um, Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't written with a pencil in a while, but there is a pencil right in front of me. I, I hate pencils, honestly. I prefer pens. Me too. Me too. Although there is a permanency to it that you really gotta live with, but that's all right. Yeah, well, these days I, I like feel like I, these days much. I just feel like I throw the paper away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes. Um, okay. Cool. So wait. So then, Kid Rock is. We're moving on to Kid Rock. Yeah. Sweet. He's there. He's there. I saw him. I'm trying to remember the name of the band that opened for him when Ben and I went and saw him. Where did you guys see them again? Uh, my brother Ben and I went to, uh, oh God, where, it was Vancouver, Washington. Wow. I was living up in Portland and it was maybe, I mean, Portland's right there on the border. It was maybe like a 25 minute drive to actually get to the little amphitheater that they have out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a neat little amphitheater. I imagine it is only used like four months a year just because of weather up there. But Totally. Maybe there's a county fair that or something too. <laughs> Hopefully, I mean it's a cool little spot, you know. It's out in the middle of nowhere. I don't think anyone's getting yeah, yeah, yeah. getting bugged by it. But I'm trying to remember the name of the band that that opened for them. They they were like a big time band. I'm just being a jackass for not remembering. That's uh, all right. You were there. You were there to see one man and one man only. That's <laughs> true. It was it was definitely a pleasant surprise who the opener was though. All right, I like that. It's always good when you go to a concert and you're like, yeah, there will probably just be some band beforehand, and you get like, oh, okay, that was rad. Yeah, they were like old school dope. Damn it. Trying to find it on the internet, but unfortunately, Kid Rock is not a uh, 
It was like not the. Uh, it was like before they it was were kind foreigner. Of, it was fucking foreigner. It, it was, was fucking foreigner. foreigner. That's yeah, fantastic. It was that's that was all. That was not from the internet. That was just desperation. And that awkward silence just like forced it out of me. <laughs> Dude, that's great. I I particularly love the song "Cold as Ice" by Foreigner. They're fantastic. Yeah, dude, they're great. I know, and it's like validation for the key. Like totally, a a big band from like you know, quite some ago. time ago. Yeah, <laughs> um, is willing to open for you. That's, that's kind of awesome. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like a concert where I was pleasantly surprised by the opener. Oh, here's one. I went to go see, um, uh, fuck, what's that? Uh, the lead singer of The Shins and Danger Mouse did a project. What's it called? Uh, fuck. I can't even remember now. They just did like a, an album for just the two of them. It was like a, that, there you go. That's a pretty good uh, mashup of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't even remember what that what that band name is anymore, but that's fine. Wait. But the Black Keys opened for them, and I didn't know the Black Keys were going to be there, and that was like okay, that's cool. I was like, and this was kind of before I knew them, but they were like really good, and so I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that was a really pleasant surprise that that opening band was really sick, you know? Yeah, when we were, uh, I think maybe I was in like sixth, seventh, somewhere between sixth and seventh grade. Uh, our, my parents took me and my brother to uh, Dave Matthews concert. Sure. And opening for them was slightly stupid before they got big. Totally. Makes sense. And we were like, who the fuck are these jackasses? <laughs> <laughs> then we saw Mountains and I was like, these guys are tight. Like, well, they're like the guitarist and the bassist like switched instruments halfway through. I will I like, totally say. Fucking word. I will totally say that's like, I've seen Slightly Stupid now six times. Um, not, 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 not always on purpose. I promise. Not always on purpose. Oh man. They are the kind of band that shows up at whatever random festival and then you just end up seeing them cause you're like, well, I don't need to go see. So what you're saying is like someone dropped out and slowly <laughs> stupid was just like hanging out in Sacramento uh, at the time. Very well. And they, they just got a call and they were like, Hey bros, <laughs> you want to go open for Dave and the boys? <laughs> Because um, I can actually see that. I 100% can see that. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, not to like sound like I know people, but uh, my one, like one of my best friend's cousins used to be their tour DJ. Um, and uh, yeah, they used to just tour all around California and like not leave, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like just hang out. But no, but I will say over that six <laughs> over that six times of seeing them, the first three times I thought saw them, I thought they sucked, and then like. They they actually did get quite a bit better at like playing live. You know what I mean? Like they they actually got their shit down. Which so so that's kind of cool. It's actually they're one of the only bands that maybe I've ever actually gotten to see get better over time. The so learning curve of like like being you're not concert. playing a ha- you're not playing a house set anymore. You're playing like yeah, because I'm sure they were probably just stadium. I'm sure they were sick at parties wherever the fuck they grew up. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. I I feel like they were one of those you know Long Beach party bands, whatever. You know. Yeah. Yeah, tight. Okay, so in response, uh, something I forgot to mention completely that I want to get get in while it's relevant. Um, in response to like the gorillas, uh, the gorillas mentioned when we talked about the good, the bad, and the. You queen. better make sure there's not a gorillas album that came out in seven. Otherwise, you're gonna. Be- there is not. I already checked that out. <laughs> um, however, Man, I'm so excited for this time next year when we get to do 08. I was looking at 08, and I was like, oh, shit. 08's fantastic. I think I, I like uh, the idea. Man, yeah. Dear Science. 
Yeah, Just right. Spo- spoiler alert. Seriously. Number uh, one. Number that might one. be on my top five albums. Period, ever. yeah. Double like, spoiler alert. Double spoiler alert. Um, okay, no, so in response to the Gorillaz thing, uh, the Gorillaz just announced, uh, I'm, I'm getting this from consequenceofsound.net, uh, which is a pretty cool, cool, uh, music, whatever, uh, publication, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the Gorillaz have announced this, I'm reading quote, right? Uh, Gorillaz have announced their first live performance in five years, and it's a big one. On June 10th, the band will headline the inaugural edition of its very own festival, Demon Days, in Margate, England. The festival takes place at Dreamland Amusement Park, and admissions include access to all the park's rides. Better yet, the entire thing will be streamed live on Red Bull Media TV, whatever. Um, so they, so the Gorillaz are starting a music festival. There's no full uh, full lineup announced yet. Uh, but it does have a date, which is crazy. Oh, shit. Uh, so this is going to be, I think, an annualized thing, and I'm thinking we're going to have to get our asses to England eventually. Uh, yeah, so here's the deal. We're not going to tell anyone on this podcast where you can get tickets until <laughs> after we have procured some for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it, even if it doesn't happen this year, it, it's probably going to have to happen. So Yes. Uh, this also... Like, if it hadn't already been confirmed, the Gorillas are definitely coming out with an album pretty soon. Um, if this festival's in June, they're going to want this album to be out before then, you know? They already put out that first mm-hmm. weird little album preview slash single thing when Trump got elected, the same day that Trump got elected. Um, so, yeah. I'm just excited. Shout out to Gorillaz. Sorry, I'm writing down Gorillaz Festival right now, so. Cool. Being selfish. Sorry. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. It's sick, dude. Definitely. I mean, I'm. Yeah, man. I'm stoked. Going to England for a festival would be a good reason to get England. I've thought about going to Glastonbury, which is supposed to be a really rad festival. Um, Radiohead has headlined that a, a couple times, I think. And when I was in London, I was in London for like four days, and I was like fully ill the entire time. Is one of my great regrets. Um, yeah, trying to get back there and do some do some fun stuff in the old, what was once known as the United Kingdom. We should take uh, Corey with us. No, maybe not. Yeah, she should take us with her. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, she might be able to show us the spots. Right, um, she's definitely got the, the inside scoop with the the old music. Uh, shout out to Corey Ornstein over at uh, MixMag. Um, <laughs> I'm just I'm creating an internet culture here, Quinn. Don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's what we call it. That's what we call <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> okay, so gorillas. Yeah, cool. Uh, it's my turn. Yeah, is it my turn? Please. Cool. Um. Uh, all right. Well, then I'm just gonna go ahead and get this one out of the way. Then. Uh, Justice Cross. Um. So go read my article. Uh, it's on fcpubs.com. That is the website we work for. And uh, it's up there. It's, it's um, cross uh, a retrospective. It's 10 years of turning up and getting down. It's, it's, so justice for me, like, uh, I was a DJ for like a while. I don't know, four or five years or something. Four years, maybe. I don't know. I guess I still am sometimes. Um, but... Uh, Cross just kind of was like the real 
the real album that kind of like made me think I like quote unquote electronic music, right? Um, oh, right, right there. Yeah, because That's like the one. Because like that's the great transitional. It's the bridge. Yeah, yeah. The bridge to that. They're the gatekeepers <laughs> of fucking rock and roll fans into. Because they just want to be electronic music. They just want to be rock stars, and they love bands that we love, like you know, like ACDC. They love like yeah, that, that showmanship totally. and and their symbolism and all that stuff. You know. Yeah. Like and, I mean, and I would just say that I I full heartedly cross that. Took that bridge. Yeah. Got a good look at the other side. Was like, ah, might not be for me. No, that's the bridge. The bridge I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I fucking love Justice. I think that album in particular is so good. Yeah. No matter what you like, I think that album's totally. And it was, and for me, one of the big things it did was like, it made um, uh, like dissonant music, like. It's almost like the way that some people really like like weird ass jazz and you're just like, how are you hearing anything good in that? Or like, how are you hearing anything pleasant to listen to in that? It was kind of the same, like one of my first experiences where I was like, this like kind of hurts to listen to, but like, I like just have to keep listening to it. And moreover, like feel like I can dance to it, which is weird, you know? Um, yeah, no, I, I, I would agree a hundred percent. So uh, I don't know. It's just similar gonna... to jazz in that win. Yeah. I mean, and then I don't know that it's as improvisational, but it definitely has that feel. No. Yeah. I, I, I more just mean as far as like, they use these like gnarly, like just dirty, gross sounds that like are not traditional. Yeah. The pitches that are not traditionally pleasing to the ear. Sure. Mm. And all these weird glitches and these like like strange synths that just like kinda hurt. Like I said, just like physically actually like just, maybe hurt you your can ears. like yeah, you can feel Mozart rolling over and it's great. A hundred percent. You're like yeah. there like so many people would just what? be like, this is yeah. not music, you know, but like but yeah. but totally. I, I don't know. It made me it made me feel something. And like I used to just like when I that was like this is when I was seventeen, right? Two thousand seven, right? Uh, we'll just date ourselves, you know? Um, <laughs> and I, like, had my own car with, like, a good stereo system, and I used to just fucking romp around town and just, like, you know, blast this shit with, with my friend Jeff Keezer or Alton, who I would eventually become in a, in a band with, and we'd be inspired to I Justice. Um, but, yeah, we I don't know. We used to just, like, rage to it. It was fun. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, that's one of those... That's one of those albums I referenced earlier that I had no idea what the hell Justice was when, sure. when you know, I was what, you know. Uh, you were probably 16, right? A freshman in high school. Um, yeah. Oh, that's right. You were two years back from me, huh? Well, no. No, I'm, no, no, no. I'm a grade younger than you. But You're right. I'm, but, but I'm two years, I, well, because I'm on the old end of the spectrum because my birthday is both the on the old. We're both on the old end. So, yeah, I mean, I was a... It was like the summer of 2007 was the summer between my freshman and sophomore year. Yeah, yeah, so sophomore and junior for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I, I obviously I want people to go read the article, so I'm not going to say too much more about Cross, but like, you know, it's it's got a lot of relevancy today. I think there's like a a social undertone that I touch on in the article, just, and like I don't want to get too into it, but. Um, just how like they I really feel that that album kind of brought dance music to the fold and and obviously like pop music in a lot of ways is always dance inspiring because like that's what they want to do they want to make people feel good and move and stuff but 
I, I mean like actual club music that before this like was was only found in like euro clubs and like dark new york clubs and like it wasn't mainstream you know what i mean it wasn't and not to even say that justice is that mainstream but like just i felt like it brought it brought dance music to like something that you could do and be a mainstream artist you know what i mean like absolutely yeah i think yeah i think you know i mean daft punk they had already have, done i think that, they have but- well, I think they also have hip hop to thank for that. Mm-hmm. I think you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially one of my three remaining albums. I think shows kind of the beginning of of when just being a good music producer for club music, dance music, and just any you know just catchy ass songs, you know, started to really become something that was. So am I to, in the mainstream? So am I to anticipate that you are gonna go to graduation from this? Yeah. Okay. Cool. You, well, let's you. just let's just take the transition then. All right. Uh, well, yeah. They, um, fucking love graduation. Yeah. Graduation. Me too. Kanye West. It was one of those albums I was very aware of when it came out. Yeah. And then was kind of had like a re. I delved back into it. You know a little later on it was definitely uh it was kind of like a little bit of a anthony aspect of it for me like my freshman year of high school or my freshman year of college excuse me sure uh i i feel like most kids i was hanging out with were pretty down with with graduation um which is funny because i mean i guess it's because of the concept of you know you're at that point in your life where you've graduated high school and you're kind of like becoming an adult, being able to make your own decisions, you know? Yeah. yeah but yeah. at the same time, I also kind of just think it was because it was a really kick-ass album. Totally. I mean, I'm looking at some of the some of the track lists and stuff just because sometimes I get a little mixed up. But yeah, like, uh, yeah. I mean, this is a dope-ass, dope-ass album. And, and I will say, uh, just for, just, you know, spoilers for my opinion for later, whatever, uh, I have grown out of really being a Kanye West fan in a lot of ways. Um, not that I don't listen to his older music that I really enjoy, but like, I mean, I, I sometimes I try and really separate people like people's celebrity life from their artistry because sometimes like they still do make really dope shit, even if I don't agree with like them as people. You know what I mean? Um, but like recently, I just haven't really been that into Kanye. You know. Whatever, I just yeah, feel, I just no. feel like his last couple. Me too. His last like couple. Maybe his not last albums, album but... I really loved was my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Uh, me too. That's which my... I did not enjoy the first time I listened to it, nor the second time. But I will say pretty you're... soon I was. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I, I will was say your all bro- about it. your brother and I always go. He back bought me that album for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He, he your, that. your brother and I uh, go back and forth on music because we agree a lot on a lot of music, and in the things we don't agree on, we really don't agree on, right? Like mm-hmm. as far as like your 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 brother and I's music taste, we're talking about Ben Miller. I'm sure he'll be on one of these podcasts one of these days. Um, uh, <coughs> Kanye and, and well, I would say a lot of our rap taste is where we get into trouble with what we like and don't like. Um, but so he, he brought me the new Kanye album. I was a little skeptical, not bought, brought, he, he, we had it in his car. 
I'm, I'm pretty sure we were really high, like really stoned, like driving somewhere. And he's like, dude, like, I think maybe even to the Bay Area or something like that. Um, and he's like, dude, I got to show you this. And I was like, okay, okay. I think we were like having some music conversation. And, you know, just the way that album starts, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's like Nicki Minaj <laughs> saying like Can we get weird. And, you might think you paint the scene. Yeah. The whole like little intro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was, like, one of that, and, like, when I was a freshman in college, driving around Eugene, like, that and fucking the, uh, the Noss and Damien, uh, yeah. Distant Relatives album. Totally. And, oh, I had one other CD in my car, but I shot, like, three, three CDs in my car for, like, a year. Got you through it. <laughs> it was just like strict, <laughs> just driving jams. That's tight. Well, it was pretty good. Songs on this, I mean, the opening track, "Good Morning," is good. Stronger. Good morning was one of like R.I.P. My old MacBook. Oh, it was one of the four songs that I had over a thousand listens to on. Oh, see, because you know something... how like keep track of your. I don't know yeah. if it still does. I don't have no, an iPhone anymore. Keeps track of your plays from your iPods and shit. Yeah, no, I yeah. I, I think that's a a, a really this is one of the thing. four songs that had more than it was in the quadruple digits. Oh, you got me interested now. I'm gonna open an iTunes. Um, I know, dude. I gotta like resurrect my because I am very CD. proud of the fact that I I have my original iTunes library from the very first time I ever created iTunes. Like, God, you lucky bastard. It is. It it is like. So a lot of people, you know, obviously our parents and stuff, like, you know, whatever. They they uh they had some uh you know, big record collections or whatever. I I feel Oh like, yeah, I still got my, my dad's record collections on the in the living room. No, and, and I, I feel like in the We always weird pull way, those out in the in the in the crazy times. Totally. I mean, something that's really crazy to me is that like if I ever have kids I'm going to give them this iTunes library. Just like an external hard drive? Yeah. Wrapped up, like, under like, the Christmas holy, tree? Like, holy crap. I I've did never... that one time. I, I gave someone a, just my, I gave someone my external hard drive for their birthday. That's kind of which, rad. It's, like, probably the most, <laughs> the most I could possibly have given someone. Yeah, like. The, other yeah. than being like, here are the keys to my car. That's really. That's, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, that's pretty much that's, like the nicest thing I've ever done. That's kind of crazy. I I have not really thought about this before. Like, you can give people. I mean, I know this is technically illegal, but like, I can give my, <laughs> I, I, I can give my son son or daughter so many like movies and and everything. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. And like. That's cool. Like, I'm going to put this shit in my will. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right? access to my Give iTunes all my records account. to little Jimmy. Like, like, I know he's going to be a rock star. Like, you get this password to this account. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, hear, I hear bequeath my Twitter handle, <laughs> the real Quinn Miller, <laughs> to my fourth born daughter. Oh, my God. Jezebel. We might have to do a, a, to- a <laughs> podcast topic about this very thing. Uh, uh, we're doing all these notes. Okay, uh, songs I have over a thousand plays on. Uh, wow, there's some weird ones. Booker T and the MG's Green Onions is up there. That's just like something that you just like slept to for. Like, oh, yeah, ooh. or put on repeat, or put on repeat and didn't notice or something. Um, exactly. Isn't that Green Onions? Uh, I have, yeah, totally. I have, 
I have a Green Day song on there. I have a Daft Punk song on there. You're not gonna name your songs. Okay, sure, fine. Um, <laughs> I have I have the song Burnout by Green Day, which is the first song on Dookie, uh, up there. Up there. Uh, and then I have a uh, a song called Make Love by Daft Punk. That's definitely on there because it's the song that I used to put on repeat to fall asleep to. Straight up. Straight up. It uh, happened. And then. Uh, Interesting enough, I almost think this is wrong somehow. But there's a Radiohead song, but it's a remix of a Radiohead song that I I'm pretty sure I have not listened to that many times. Sometimes so, you can just like like I had one song that it was like I made a playlist, but it was only one song. Um, I can't even remember if it was a purpose or an accident. Yeah, and then I just like left it playing and went to class for like a day. Jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I came back and I was like, there are 587 plays of this song I've never heard. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> like I do really like this Radiohead song, which is interesting. But this remix, I don't. I, maybe I've. I feel like I've probably listened to it like in the hundreds of times, like hundred times. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, right, of course. Or not even that, probably. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. That's cool. Uh, okay, let's move on because I feel like we got a little off topic. Yes. Although, let me. Uh, oh, can't tell me nothing. God, I mean, come on. Can't tell me nothing. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. Great song. Definitely. Everything I am. Yep. Fantastic song. Fantastic. That song. was definitely one of those like angsty nineteen-year-old jams that I could I could get down with. Sure, sure. I mean, and then I... they had the the ever classic "Good Life" featuring yep. T. Most most deaf. Uh, most deaf is featured. I honestly don't know much about that song. Totally. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. No. No. Good. Great album. Uh, like, was this the one before Twisted Dark Fantasy, or was there one in between that? I don't remember. Eight oh eight and, and Heartbreak. heartbreak. <laughs> Mostly uh, Heartbreak. Yeah, I wasn't huge on that. I wasn't big on the auto tune phase. Or was that? Yeah. You pretty much took the success of Stronger, which was on Graduation. Sure. Yeah. 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 And then. He- make an album out of it yeah well all right so we're gonna go into our final two uh top five albums of 2007 uh this is gage's top five on fcpubs.com you can get this podcast wherever podcasts are gotten uh they'll be on soundcloud they'll be on our website so you can always check them out there um eventually they'll be on your youtube i want to stream them eventually right now we'll probably just have clips um and uh that's that so, final two topics. Turns out, Quinn and I, being friends and of similar mindset sometimes, uh, similar experiences, uh, both have the same top five or top two albums of that year. So, uh, so Quinn, let's start it off with Icky Thump, um, The White Stripes. Fucking Wait, you had Icky Thump? Wait. I was at Soldier Boy Town. Oh, I got surprise. new Surprise. <laughs> All right. I feel you. What? That was it. That was a song that year. Uh, shout out to. Um, that was the God. Maybe did that usher in? Did that usher in that type of music era? The bing, no, that was bing. pretty usher. You're right. You're right. Yeah. By maybe even by usher. Yeah, usher, and uh, I was gonna say uh, Lil John, uh, get low. Yeah, there you go. And um, the East Side Boys. Don't forget the East Side. Don't boys. forget or the Plain White Tees. Or no, no, not Plain White Tees. Uh, <laughs> What's uh, the little John and the East Side Boys? Yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know, I know. Sorry. Uh, no, what <laughs> they, was they the also have... that band that, that was like the white T-shirt? I forget what they were called. They were uh, in my white T. Yeah, that guys, those mm. guys. 
Uh, I'm going to pull up the Icky Thump track list real fast because I'm sure there's... Dude, the fucking first three songs on that album, they're so good. They're all three of them are so good. Uh, why? I was like in Europe for part of the time right after this album came out. I had just put it on my my iPod or what whatever it was. <laughs> it was good, dude. It, I mean, oh, it dude, it's track one, and then you don't know what love is. Parentheses, you just do you what just you're told. Just told. And then, dude, honestly, three hundred miles per hour torrential outpour blues is one thing I know. One of my that... favorite songs. One, one thing I know in that graveyard, I'm still going to have the shiniest pair of shoes. God, dude. he's just such a fucking Ugh. gangster. <laughs> That's, uh, that whole song. I'm fucking bite my teeth off trying, or whatever, breaking my teeth off trying to bite my lip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, that all kinds is... of redheaded women that I ain't supposed to kiss. Yeah, dude. That's such a <laughs> song. That, I love that song, dude. I listen to that song. At least once a week, yeah. like just on a whim of like, you know what song we'll listen to? Yeah, right now? or it's one of those songs that any time it comes up on shuffle, I'm listening to it. You know, oh, turning it all the way out. Yeah, yeah, like oh, this is the you know, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have like had experiences with that song, like with multiple friend groups of mine, which is kind of cool. You're just like, all right, this is obviously a good song because everyone enjoys it. Who likes good music? You know? How, yeah, how could you not? Yeah, exactly. And it, and and it has that quintessential white stripes where he just kicks the guitar into high gear. <laughs> and just, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's just it's awesome. Yeah, uh, th- this album's amazing. I forgot about how sick this album is. Conquest hey, especially is especially in 07, dude. Uh, but I like it. Bone Broke is like just classic white stripes. I think you know. Um, or what is that? I'm not even looking. Uh, I'm slowly turning into you. Yeah, totally. Ah, dude, fucking. Um, Rag and Bone is like super hard. Uh, I like um, Little Cream Soda, and then I, I don't even think I could give you a tune or a line from Little Cream Soda. Uh, see, see, that's the problem. It gets it gets drowned out because it sounds a lot like every other White Stripes album or White Stripes song from like Distigial or um, uh, what the one that has dead leaves on it, White Blood Cells. Um, I gotta say, for me, I love Inky Thump, but Get Behind Me Satan, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the one. No, I'm just saying that Little Cream Sona and Rag and Bone particularly sound like that old white stripe sound like outtakes from another album yeah 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 um yeah but i think i'm have you ever listened to like have you really absorbed prickly thorn but sweetly worn (laughs) it's um no like okay dude it's like one of those songs where you read that on the back of the record totally oh that's gonna be my favorite song Uh and then you put it on you're like ah it's weird. Damn it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird song, but there's something, I don't know. I, I listen to it now and again because it's just like if it comes on or something mm-hmm. um, or if I'm listening to this album. I don't listen to the second part, which is St. Andrew, This Battle is in the Air, in parentheses. Uh, that's just fucking noise. It's super strange. Um, but yeah. Uh, may, yeah, so let's, let's both, I think we both agree that 300 mile per hour torrential out 
would be one is pretty much the, one for me. The quintessence. Icky Thump is great. Icky Thump is great. You don't know what love is. I great. mean, you see that 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 shit's iconic, dude. Yeah. There's like, yeah. I mean, Florida State football games. Yep. Entire crowd. Oh, 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 oh. I know it's. Guess that's Seven Nation Army. Never mind. Yeah, it is. But, <laughs> but no, but Icky Thump is. Uh, you can't exactly shout Icky Thump. I mean, it's got a pretty. It's, it's like the most frantic guitar line ever, but it also like cements Jack White. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. It's like that. He that sound is his after. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. tight. Actually, I don't know. That's pretty catchy. Um, it's pretty great. It's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, and uh, it's not Seven Nation Army. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that I mean, you know. The White Stripes are cool. The White Stripes, uh, we talked about the Gorillas being one of the the most, uh, you know, quintessential bands of our time. White Stripes, or maybe just Jack White in general and everything he's contributed to, like, he's he's definitely one of those musicians who's made an effect on our generation, you know, like, whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I never got to see the White Stripes straight up. All right. But but Jack... Dead Weather. Seen the Dead Weather. Seen Jack White. And Jack White again, I think. I heard, I saw Jack White once, and then I heard him from my front porch in San Francisco when he was playing Outside Lands. <laughs> um, cool. Okay, Icky Thump. I think that's pretty much what we can say about it, you know? Um, I mean, what what can be said about it that it doesn't already say about itself? 100%. 100%. Hard to disagree oh, with you there. <laughs> um, okay, I have one more news. Those first three. I have one more interstitial news story to to jump in here in regards to Jack White, in general. Uh, also, on consequence of sound, turns out I was browsing there. Turns uh, out, uh, Jack White. It says headline: Jack White is currently holed up in an empty Nashville apartment working on new music. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, oh man. And then the the article subtitle is illuminating new interview also reveals white's film director aspirations customized bowling balls and the most valuable things he owns uh it's a it's an interesting article whatever go read it if you want uh (laughs) the guys the guys interesting but nevertheless um that's cool we might get some new jack white music soon that's great man uh when jesse and i were in uh nashville this summer we Really tried right before heading back to Memphis from Nashville. We were really trying to go to Third Man, but yep. the line just around the corner. It's like this little storefront. I was That's like, crazy. I was like, if I don't want to go in there, Jack White's definitely not in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> he comes for the if, day if, that if the I see show this up. line. Yeah, he probably goes by and checks out the line. He's like, oh shit, nah. Not today. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> it's like 90 degrees, and it's like a Saturday morning in July. I'm going to take a hard pass on this one. He goes on, like, Christmas Day when everyone is, like, gone. Yeah, exactly. You have to walk there 30 miles in your snowshoes just to get his <laughs> autograph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, you know, I wonder. Jack White seems like, I mean, have you ever seen um, It Might he Get Loud in Here? super chill, but, like, it's it's weird that there's this like you don't have to be like you can be super chill and not 
want to just like hang out with a bunch of strangers oh of course of course some people just don't like hanging out with a bunch of strangers yeah you can be a celebrity and not want to be a celebrity there's people it's like yeah it's not or not even not want to be a celebrity you can be an artist and not have to deal with that shit if you don't want he's a he performs so well every time i've seen him on stage and he obviously loves and i've seen him on stage on the internet and in person yeah yeah um so like the time i saw him it's like i've Watched a lot of live White Stripes, Jack White, so uh, that whatever. first, um, whatever you want to call it, like yeah. he he performs when he's on stage. You know, it's yep. not like he's one of those guys who's like, I'm gonna go on stage and sing the corner and play my songs and leave. He just doesn't necessarily yeah. always like to. He's a great uh, choreographer. Yeah. He he brings in like really interesting covers every anytime he's on stage exactly. he pulls exactly. a he pulls usually like a different band together or like you know he has like cool people with him like not mm-hmm. not like featured artists that everyone would know but just like probably yeah, cool like studio people musicians. Like, he probably just made their entire life yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah like once you put that on your resume like who doesn't want you to play viola in their ensemble exactly you know? exactly yeah or like harpsichord or something uh, <laughs> yeah, some really <laughs> awesome instrument that was like, yeah, doing it. Yep, I, uh, yeah. So, so, anyways, I mean, yeah, the, all of his concerts. The one he did, I there was like a concert DVD that he put out for. Um, was it Blunderbuss? So that it was his first solo album. Yes, yes, I believe. I believe. Right. What's the other one called? It's only a two. Lazaretto. Lazaretto. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that thing's crazy, dude. I have that thing on vinyl. Yep. It plays from the inside out. Yep. I guess and that's apparently how old if you have the right kind of record player, there's some sort of hologram unless like I was re- it was I was reading some sort of spoof article, which huh. I'm inclined to believe, seeing as I don't see how you could have a hologram. Just commenting on the ridiculousness of whatever. Of yeah. the fact that he decided to make his record inside out. I mean, that's crazy. Um maybe it was just convenient. Well, speaking of, I'm gonna use <laughs> watch this transition. Go and watch, watch. It's called a segue in this game. Segue. Sorry, watch this segue. <laughs> watch this segue. Speaking of interesting records, and by that I mean physical records, right? I currently own a box set for the next record that we're both going to talk about that got up to be $500 at, on eBay at one point um, and stood there for a long time because they sold out really quickly. We're going to talk about In Rainbows by Radiohead. Um Coming up after these messages, <laughs> gold broadcast. Maybe we will eventually one day have <laughs> have have a sponsor Wishful that thinking. we can inter- that we that we can throw in here. Um, right now, we're sponsored by two random stoners who are staying up late to well, at least I'm staying up late to to podcast some ridiculous shit. It's fun. Um, yeah, well, I was just trying to feed your segue. I like it. I like it. So. So Radiohead, one of the big things with this album is that they put it out uh, for pay as you will, and including free. You could get this album for free if you wanted to. Um, turns out most people didn't. Almost everyone paid something for it. Um, I think I paid like two bucks. Three yeah, bucks. I think I, I think I gave him like seven. But I mean, come uh, on. yeah, but but then you know what? You know what? I mean, it, I it had wor- made like. 
four hundred honest dollars in my life at this point. Yeah, so. I was yes. <laughs> I didn't have much money to spend. Uh, nevertheless, I ended up going to concerts and concerts. Of, I've seen them three times now. I've bought sure. so much. I've bought merch of. Myself. I've bought merch of them. I've bought like many of their other albums. You know, I bought this record box set. Um, actually, you no, I, I didn't buy it, but my girlfriend bought it for me. So someone bought it. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what you say about your stolen cars gifts from your girlfriend <laughs> uh, well not my current girlfriend let's let's clarify that um so so whatever but nevertheless uh it's it, it's a sweet box set. it's got both discs in it it's got this whole book of dope ass art uh it's got uh, four records in it which is pretty cool um yeah uh, so yeah, in Rainbows, dude. I mean, I know that this was the album that that really made Radiohead for you, period. Because is yes and no. Well, uh, but wasn't I, this kind of your main just, intro to the to the band, or no? It was. You know, my honestly, in my notes, I wrote. Oh seven was kind of the beginning of me smoking pot and listening to full records. Uh, uh, <laughs> Quote from my notes. It was kind of one of those ones where it was like, it was like, I knew Radiohead was up my alley, you know? Sure, I sure, knew sure. I liked Radiohead songs. I didn't necessarily, it was kind of like Green Day, you know how, uh, my, my intro to Green Day was the song Minority, and I didn't really like it, so then I like, put off Green Day for like three years until I realized I loved that band. Totally, totally. <laughs> And um, in Ra- I kind of heard creep, and I was like, okay, yep, you know, I, yep. I, I, I get it. Whiny British band, Oasis style, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, honestly, edge. I, Oasis was was kind of a guilty pleasure of mine already at that point. No, no, I'm just saying, uh, like another, another, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but but I, as with Oasis too, though, Wonderwall, I fucking hated Wonderwall. Sure. And then I began to listen to Oasis, and as much of a guilty pleasure as it is, like, yeah, yeah. Pretty good. You know, I still put on Oasis every once in a while. Super champagne supernova or something. Yeah, yeah. Something. Anything. Yeah. So I mean in Rainbows for me, yeah, just knowing that the that the art or that the album was coming out and you could pay whatever you want. Like I liked that. I was I was down with that. Seemed fair rock and roll. And then I remember hearing fifteen step and being like Yep. That's great. That percussion in that song is terrific, and I like all the lyrics. I I relate with them all, and it's catchy as fuck, dude. Love Definitely it. catchy as fuck. And then Body Snatchers after that is really like yes. a pretty rocking song, you know. And- Weird Fishes is out there, and and what else? You know, it's got a second name, doesn't it? Yeah, RPG. I think it's is mm. its thing. Um, I I love playing and that then, one on guitar. That one's I play that on guitar. Yeah, and then all I need kind of harkens back to my like, I loved uh, their first album. Yep. Uh, fucking Pablo Honey or Pablo the Honey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pablo Honey. It was just was just poppy enough for me when i was like whatever age pop music appealed to me yeah yeah yeah. um yeah i think it's pretty pretty rad like that i i I, um so i i got into radiohead pretty early because my parents were into it and at first i hated it because it was just so weird um 
for for it's not like kid music you know <laughs> when i was like eight and nine i was like what are you guys listening to this sucks i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> um and so like my parents would all were like my parents were kind of hippies so i'm sure they were like smoking weed we were like this we would like listen to it when we were like driving out to the beach in marine or something i'm sure they were stoned um, it was like the new jane's addiction yeah or like i don't know they were they were both just they were feeling very cutting edge when they were listening to it. You could tell. Like, yeah, exactly. You yeah. thought they were way cool. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right, mid-40s par- Marin parents. <laughs> yeah, all right, I feel you. But I didn't But I didn't feel it yet, you know what I mean? But then, so yeah, years I'm later, thinking. I like, I got into Pablo Honey, and then I got into the Benz. And then I got into their weirder stuff when I was a little older and can tolerate it a little more. Um, yeah, dude, I think this album, a, a couple things about this album, I just like, just to get a little inside baseball on things. Um, uh, this was their first album after their six record recording track contract with e- EMI. I want to say it was, uh, maybe it was billboard. I don't want to get that wrong. EMI. Um, okay. So like they wanted to do something super different with this album. They were off of like a big record label so they could kind of do more about what they wanted. So like the whole being able to put it out for whatever they, what you want to pay, like, doing the cool box set like they had like a really i don't know they they recorded in this weird i mean it was like a it was a full pivot demographically yeah like they stopped where they were and began to head a a different direction yeah totally definitely they they like there's quotes from them about like getting out of their comfort zone on purpose like doing Mm -hmm. making a, a new thing they record it in this weird castle um, which was like apparently in complete and utter disrepair. So they were sleeping in like trailers out behind it. Cool. Uh, um, cool. like that sounds like a fucking rad <laughs> Living experience. Living the dream. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and like they said, like every once in a while they'd have to move which room they were recording in because there would just be like a new leak in the ceiling. <laughs> 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 and like, it, that's kind of like harkens back to like Bruce Springsteen, like recording in warehouses in Jersey and shit to get the like weird. Well, just all, all forms of art. I'm sure they didn't get that idea from anyone in music at all. Oh, I'm no, sure no, they no. got that idea from just artistic inspiration of yeah art. exactly but that's just so cool when you just make it a process so cool you know? man like, you just you just fucking try and destroy the ego yeah yeah know? yeah and just make In the a, name of the craft yeah it's awesome and then like also i think this is like i don't know radiohead i think one of the reasons that they're not like everyone knows i don't know about everyone everyone knows radiohead maybe or at least on the surface level Dude, radiohead's radiohead's big time oh, of course like if you like anything in the ballpark of Radiohead, then you like Radiohead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least have respect for them. But, like, uh, something about Radiohead that maybe makes them a little, like, more of a, like, a something that you don't necessarily talk about as being, like, oh, I just love this band or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, is that, like, I feel like a lot of their subject matter and stuff isn't nearly as personal as a lot of songs like so you isn't necessarily as relatable or like you know maybe it's like a little too weird and deep or something for some people um like on a surface level to just be like yeah that's my favorite band but like you know but the, yeah. I feel like, no I'm, I'm not saying all. i mean songs, just it just comes down to people like different music for different reasons yeah. you know not all people go to music for the same thing totally. and but i mean it you know if you're looking for what Radiohead's got, then you're not going to be disappointed. Yeah, you know, totally. So it's you know, it's a little of each, I think. Yeah, yeah. In I my just, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I know. see. I totally see that. I, I what I'm saying is that I think this album 
gets a little more personal. Uh, it talks about like a little bit more of like human relationship stuff. It's not like talking about aliens or politics or as much. I don't think, you know what I mean? It seems like it's a little bit more close to the chest. You know what I mean? So, um, a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so I, I just, I don't know. I feel like this album, especially as a whole piece, like is very listenable where some of their other albums, like go a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Go Although, very weird. Well, I will say, I mean, Pablo honey, I, I, well, that's when I got when I found that like three dollar Pablo Honey CD. Yep, yep, yep. I just had tape. it in my car forever, you know. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, in I mean, oh seven, that's kind of the year where I began to like. Yeah, branch, branch. No, no, like just like smoke a joint and listen to a whole record. Yeah. You know. Yep, yep, yep. Whether it be a record on my iPod or a record in my car or a record on a real record player, you know? Yep. Just like, just actually listen to it wire to wire. And then, you know, if it's something you're uncomfortable with and still just like go with it. Yeah. But, there's something, there's something to be said about that album is art. also just really good. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I can't blame that all on me wanting to be like, I'm going to listen to this whole album. Totally. But no, but there is something to be said about the whole album was wholly listenable too yeah yeah you know? <laughs> from top to bottom for sure yeah yeah wire to wire Absolutely. um i think yeah i think you're right i think there's something to be said about like those albums that you can sit there and listen to all the way through and there's albums that are obviously not trying to do that but like you even brought it up with american gangster like you and i both i think are drawn to the idea of a concept album just because it seems oh, more yeah. it's, it's the dream yeah <laughs> it just, dude it, it's like it just shows like, that you're so much more like in control of like the I, I don't know. It just seems like you just have the wherewithal to like be that level of artist to like make a Entirely. something that works for a whole album. You Multifaceted. Know? Yeah. It's yeah. Long term and short term, the intricacies, the the mixing of it. I can't. I can't imagine. I mean, I can can because I make some music now and again. But I can't imagine like really what everything that goes into like making sure a concept album works the way it works or whatever. You know. And I'm not yeah, even saying this is I a concept mean, album. Kind I'm of just saying, I mean, it's like I'm pretty good at making like a mixing a mixtape yep. or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know like not trying to fuck up the flow of of whatever mixtape there is totally but, then like this is totally out of place or whatever yeah yeah okay so final comments on in rainbows which is again our number one on the top on gage's top five this is uh albums of 2007 uh, kind of a retrospect. We're doing ten years in the past. A look back at some of the pop culture, and or just things that we love from that that ten years ago. Uh, cool. So I mean, the only other couple things I have to say about it: there is a disc two of In Rainbows, which is only available if you. Well, I think you can buy it now, but there's like a. I mean, you got it on the box set, which was cool. One of the reasons why I got it. Um, it's got some good songs on it, actually. There's a it's song the called... the second hit when you type in In Rainbows on Google. Is Disc 2 or something? In Rainbow Disc 2, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got some good stuff. It's got the song called Down is the New Up, which is cool. Uh, a song called uh, Bangers and Mash, which is pretty rocking. And then a song called Four Minute Warning, which is kind of... I like Bangers and Mash. I didn't know Bangers and Mash was even on the Disc 2. Yeah, it's on the Disc 2. 
It's a good song. Um, so, anyways, so I mean, that oh, yeah. was kind of a cool bonus, you know. I mean, I thought I thought it was rad that this was like a dope box set that I like wanted to invest in, and like, you know, I don't know. It's it, you don't get a lot of that, so it was pretty pretty rad that this album, like, you know, they pretty much nailed it with like the marketing and the distribution and all that shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And like, especially I mean, I I don't think I knew they were coming off a, a six album deal. That's crazy. That's super crazy. I guess I'd sign it. I'd sign. Would you sign it? I'd. I think I'd sign. I it. mean, EMI's is it's crazy. I mean, I don't know. It's like kind yeah. of it's kind of constricting, but at the same time, you're like six albums. I know. Well, the thing Hell is, yeah. it happened. I think it starts with. Well, let me think. What's that's six like albums? fifteen years of shit. You know. Yeah, that's like you're. That's like you really gotta want to do this. You know. Well, they're a Radiohead. I think they already knew they wanted to do this. Oh, you know? I know, but I just mean like, like not only this, but like be comfortable with like the resources we're giving you and all that stuff. I don't know. It's just heavy. True, true, true. true. Um, but I think it must have been when OK Computer came out, and EMI was probably like, "Yeah, we're down." Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> like OK Computer definitely. Yep. I mean, was I mean the Benz the Benz was a great album, but OK Computer I think is definitely when like like Karma Police and that all that shit like. Everyone was just eating that shit up for a second there, you know? Oh, yeah. It feels like the California Web Boom era album. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. Like I, hope, the, I hope they'd be okay with you calling it that. Well, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm just saying I grew up in the Bay Area, like, during the during the dot-com crash and before then when, like, the dot-com thing, when, like, the web was just becoming huge. And, like... I just remember, like, there was a very, there was very much, like, a culture to it, you know what I mean? And I remember Radiohead being an essential, like, OK Computer specifically being an essential part of that. So anyways, whatever. I just feel like, yeah. yeah. So this is interesting that, that this is, like, you know, kind of the revitalization of their career, and it kind of, like, it kind of was the second wave, you know? I don't know. True, true. That's what it seems like to me, at least, because, like, I, I just feel like, you know, they they had some kind of weirder amnesiac was kind of a weird album kid a was kind of a weird album for a lot of people i love those albums but like i'm just saying like you know they got kind of weird and then tom york mm-hmm. tom york has talked about how he doesn't really like hail to the thief that much even though i really think that's a rad album i mean they don't even play creep anymore which is not on hail to the thief but yeah yeah um they have their like, they have their phases they have that their, their issues with their own past for sure. Yeah, I think they just grow out of phases of their music or whatever. You know, that makes sense. Good for them. Yeah. I mean, I can't I imagine that other plenty of other bands have been the same way. I mean, except for maybe like the Rolling Stones, who just will play the same shit forever. I mean, they have had a lot of albums. I'm not discrediting that. Wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll play it. I'll play it to all. They also people. have like more songs than anyone. No, I'm not saying there's not a variety in the Rolling Stones. <laughs> I'm just, just saying play certain ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. How do you remember nine million songs? <laughs> I will say half which are covers of like Motown and shit. Yeah, or old weird <laughs> blues stuff with just like BB King and stuff. Okay, <laughs> I just I just searched Radiohead on my iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh. I have now some of these are remixes, some of them are alternate versions, some of them are covers, but I just searched the keyword radiohead in my iTunes and two hundred and sixty-eight items came up. <laughs> nice. So they definitely have a, a deep library, let's put it that way. They definitely do. Yeah. Um yeah. 
So, but yeah, uh, I would that say that was one of those one of those first uh, situations where I was just downloading the full discography. Sure. Um, yeah, it was kind of right there when the uh, what was it called? Like booze. LimeWire? Oh, no. Uh, uh, it was post-LimeWire. I'd already broken one computer with LimeWire at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, me too, I think. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, Vooz was a thing, right? It was Vooz. It was called something else, too. It was called, like, yeah, yeah. A, I think. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I feel you. Um, it, was, it was the beginning of me downloading discography, and, like, I didn't have all that historical knowledge. Sure, sure. Radiohead, and as you kind of alluded to earlier, I was just, just like, In Rainbows was great. I knew what was up with Radiohead, which is kind of why no one told me to get In Rainbows, you sure, know? Sure, just like sure. aware it came out and was like, oh, yeah. Also, you know, were, you sure, Coray and I had spoken. Maybe Coray did tell me to get In Rainbows. Well, do you were at, I believe, right? You were at the first Outside Lands, right? I was. I and had already seen Radiohead live at this point. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, there's there's something to be said about that concert was pretty out. Oh, yeah, no, no. I was a full-fledged believer yeah. after that. Yeah. Um, Even with that, all the sound issues and the, and the whatnot. Wait, 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 wait. Quinn, we might have we might have skipped over a pretty major fact. I'm pretty sure that was Outside Lands 2007. I hope so. Uh, I'm going to look that up. I thought Outside Lands either began in 07 or 08. I'm pretty sure it was 07. Oh, wait, no. It was um, it was actually... Wait, wait, Because otherwise people would have been way more... Wait, like, they played so many throwbacks. If it had come out right after In Rainbows, I kind of feel like... Oh, uh, it, it was 2008. It was 2008. Yeah, because otherwise I feel like they would have just had to play the whole album. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, I would have been fine with yeah. very down for it. That was great, dude. Back right before that on the other stage. Yeah, uh, I don't. I didn't see the Black Keys that day. What did I see? Oh, I saw Cold War Kids instead of the Black Keys. I, I don't know what I did, but I definitely didn't see the Black Keys. And then, I mean, that was, I mean, as much as, like, there's been some amazing outside lands, uh, that was one of the best, except for, like, I could give a shit about Jack Johnson. I don't think I stayed. Um, mm, yeah, nor did I. Yeah. But uh, didn't TV on the radio play that year? Yes, they yes, sure they did. did, dude. That was Dear Science. Yeah. So that was the way, yeah, I should have. Lupe Fiasco, yeah, Lupe I saw Fiasco, that day. Fiasco, dude. I got my go, 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 we, go, go. We definitely, yeah. I remember seeing you when I was going from Beck to Radiohead. Yeah. 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 Beck was so great, dude. They broke out the soundboards. Yeah, sick. There's that super hot chick playing guitar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. It was good. It was definitely It looked good. like, uh, I don't even think I smoked any weed at Radiohead. Uh, yeah. Or I even drank. I think I, like, just, like, had a beer and, like, had a couple joints at Beck. And then when we got to Radiohead, I was like, yeah. I, I definitely was and, drinking more than I was smoking that that particular concert, I remember. Um, I don't know. I don't remember that, that one. I remember I remember Tom Petty. I was good and fucked up. But, um. Yeah, T-Pet was the night before, right? No, I or think it was the night, night after. after. The night after. Yeah, because Radiohead, that was, like. 
This is the first nighttime show. Oh, it was in Golden yeah. Park ever. Yeah. Yeah. Look at I that. Look at that. Although they had all those sound problems. Remember, Tom York was pissed. I know. I didn't even care. I, I was like, yeah, I didn't give a shit at all. Yeah, yeah especially because this was this was singing, this was like one of my yeah this was like one of my first festival like festivals ever. I'd went to Rock the Bells before this, but that I had been to like a million Bridge School benefits, but I had never been to like a. This is a little bit different, you know. It's different because the front of the stage is all seating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Line, but when you're like that's all acoustic and fast, stuff. That's like my introduction to the fact that like. Either you're gonna have a bad seat, or you're gonna be kind of a dick and walk in front of some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I like the shoreline. First time I realized but... being tall was not not good. <laughs> yeah, I have. I mean, concerts. I'm not as tall as you, but I still have that problem at concerts. Yeah, where I'm in people's way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the shoreline amphitheater, but there's just something about I outside lands and Golden Gate Park. It's like. But Golden Gate Park, dude, it's just, I don't know. There's something yeah. about it. Um, cool. Well, this has been Gage's Top 5. Uh, I think because of a recording error in the last one, this is going to be the very first. Um, so, welcome. I hope you liked it. I hope you will give us a listen next time. Um, like I said, check it out on fcpubs.com. Uh, we're going to be kicking out as much content as we can in the next couple weeks. Um, eventually you will see these on YouTube, so stay tuned for that. I'll post links and stuff like that on the website for YouTube links or whatever, things like that. Um, yeah. Uh, always, I want people to always suggest top fives. It's something that we have a bunch lined up right now, but at some point we will probably run out of ideas and we will need your help. So, um, that is going to be fcpubs.com slash questions. Um, you can write in there any type of message, comments, feedback, anything. But if you want to recommend a top five suggestion, just put top five in the subject. So we, we'll, it'll, we'll see it. And, uh, yeah, suggest stuff, and maybe you'll hear your top five on the podcast. So uh, anything you got left, Quinn? You want to plug anything? You want to plug any articles? No, man. I mean, just, you know, always – uh, be looking for new stuff. I got a few prompts I'm ready to go with. And other than that, just a pleasure to be on the podcast as always. And uh, let's get a couple more of these done ASAP. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we got a couple more things lined up. We're going to do another couple of 2007 retrospectives. I think we're going to do, don't quote me on this because it's subject to change, but like maybe movies. Um, I was going to try and get a games cast going. We might try and get a couple other friends on for that one. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what else comes out of that. But then other random ass top fives of all sorts of shapes and colors will come down the pipeline eventually. So, um, stay tuned. And, uh, with that, I think this is Gage's top five. Number one, we'll see you next week or a week after that or after that. All right. Peace. There's a there's a great collab. Icky thumping rainbows. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, No, radiohead stripes. I don't know.
the white radio. radio stripe. The white radio head. The white head. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's it right there. Uh-huh.